Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's our midweek edition of the Believe in Blazers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Your congenial host, Brian Wheeler here, and uh, we are joined by a very good friend, the star of stage and screen. You may remember him as Pastor Tim on the Americans, but currently he is Dollar Bill on the Showtime hit Billions, a lifelong Blazers fan, celebrity of mammoth proportions. We are pleased to welcome Kelly O'Coin to our podcast today. Kel, how are you, sir? <laughs> I I appreciate the hyperbole. Um, <laughs> mammoth proportions, I'll take it. I, I noticed you didn't say that I was uh, congenial. That, that was just oh, I, I think that's going to be evident in, in all your uh, all your <laughs> all your answers to come. I didn't want to you know spoil. I don't want to spoil sure. it all up front. You know, let, and you don't want to put pressure on. You know, exactly. I'm not feeling exactly. particularly. Uh, yeah, congenial. but I think you can yeah. deliver. Yeah, I mean, you know, as an actor, you can deliver on whatever whatever is required or or asked for. But I think uh, you know we kind of kind of keep this. Uh, as you feel it. So basically it's a kind of freedom that maybe you don't always have as an actor. So that's, it's a good thing, but oh, hell uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> our podcast today is brought to you by bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, bet online as you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. You can uh, head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online, your online sports book, experts all right let's uh, get into it now uh with kel now i know that uh, actors like to stay busy but uh, has that been difficult during this pandemic era a little bit yeah a little bit uh, my show uh, billions uh, took a longer hiatus than a lot of, of shows we were gone uh i think it was may it was march 12th when we shut down i happened to be uh, in the final scene that we shot last year uh, so it was nice that I was around to be able to say goodbye to everybody. We thought we were saying goodbye for two months at the most. Um, little did we know it would be a year and six days mm. for me anyway, until I got back on set. <clears throat> um, things started coming back, uh, in, in some places, in some uh, areas, uh, around September, um, early on, I was turning down auditions for some things that were opening up. I just didn't feel it. Um, and, um, I'm not, I don't know if that was a mistake or not, but, uh, it, it certainly was just where I was coming from or how I was feeling at the time. I did a lot of, uh, of zoom plays. I started, um, a, a, uh, a talk show with Dominique Wilkins actually, um, mm. called, um, the dominant ones where we had 10 episodes. We, uh, we interviewed people for between 20 and 30 minutes about what they, um, people who are, uh, are high up in their field and we talked to them about how they built their careers and how they live their lives to, and how they stay dominant. Um, and our first guest was actually Dwayne Wade, which was really fun, really sweet guy. Um, so that's sort of how I stayed busy until we got back in uh, March and um, we're finishing up. Um, uh, we finished, uh, nearly finished with season five and we're going right into season six. Yeah. Now you tweeted uh, long ago, uh, not long ago that uh, billions, uh, is going to be coming back soon. What uh, is the update on on a new season when we will start seeing episodes? I have no idea, unfortunately. Um, they don't tell. I'm, that's that's above my pay grade. I do know that we will be. Uh, that they were block shooting um, episodes, so which means that um, we we shot up through about halfway through, almost halfway through uh, episode 
eight. And every season, you might know, we, as you know, we have 12 episodes. So we had four and a half episodes to shoot. And we were, uh, we've were we been block shooting them, meaning that we do everything at Axe Cap. And then we do everything at this location, everything at this location. So it's all out of order. It's all, you know, sort of a mind fuck. Hey, you told me I could swear. Um, yeah, yes. It's, uh, it's <laughs> a bit of a mind fuck for the actors and, and the continuity people. But um, uh, it also meant that they weren't going to be able to finish editing the episodes. <clears throat> in a um, chronological order so there's there's a lot now to edit uh I, I i don't think it'll be all that long but i just i just don't know unfortunately i'm i'm eager to see it too because i'm a fan of the show yeah now of course uh, now now from the scripts you have seen uh can we count on dollar bill being up to his old tricks again i've uh i there, there will be shenanigans good put it that way good that's a that's that's the way we like it with dollar bill but that's, that's a, <laughs> we, we never want to see you uh well you know I, I guess it wouldn't be so bad if Maybe they decided to have you, uh, you know, try to maybe uh, uh, become a better, more moral person or something. But but, you know, ultimately fail in that respect. I think that would be that would be the way that would it would have to go. Yeah, well, if, it if that was the an decision amusing, anyway. Yeah, that could be an amusing storyline. Um, <laughs> and uh, like if you if you decided, you know, I really got to pick one of the wives. <laughs> I can't have to. Uh, this is, oh, you know what? This is illegal and unethical. Yeah. Um, not a particularly dollar bill thought, either of those. No, that's um, true. You'd have to have a real come to Moses uh, uh, thought process <laughs> yeah. that a dollar bill doesn't, doesn't usually have in his, in his everyday life. No, but, uh, I would figure the only way I'd leave one of the wives would be, or the other lives, is if uh, Bonnie um, started um, laying down the law because uh, she can out dollar bill, dollar bill. Uh, it's I true. Think. I've seen some of that. That's why it's a good, good. Yeah. Uh, it's a good it's a good thing when you guys are in, are in the same scene. So that's a, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah that, that is, that is, that is. now I know that you have successfully ventured into live theater from time to time. That's obviously a big thing in uh, New York. Are, are theaters getting back to normal? Well, uh, yeah, my base was in theater. Um, I came to New York instead of Los Angeles out of college because, you know, I, I, I had nothing against TV and, and movies. But what, what I knew I couldn't live without was theater. And that remains the case for uh, up until the pandemic year. Um, I've still been able to maintain doing at least one play a year, which is great, even with all the TV. Um, I hope to get back to that. Um, in terms of New York opening, the, the, the city has been, the theater community here has been incredibly resourceful. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff written for Zoom, um, shockingly good material that I've seen. Uh, and then uh, alternative spaces, big open outdoor spaces. And now that the weather's getting better, um, there's a lot of theater popping up um, uh, in those types of venues. And the latest word is that in September, Broadway will be back. And that's gotta be a harbinger for the rest of, uh, for the rest of New York theater. And I would imagine um, other areas, uh, regional theaters too. Um, so it's coming back. It's, uh, it's not back to normal yet. This summer will be still a little bit odd. But if anyone's in New York, check out some of these these um, these alternative venues. They're, they're, there's really some cool, immersive stuff that's been going on for the last 10, 15 years, but now is really coming to the forefront. Now, for those who may not know uh, the full story, uh, can you please recap how you became such a fan of the Trailblazers? <laughs> wow. Um, I just, I, my dad was, uh, okay, so we're from Oregon. My dad uh, is a former uh, U.S. representative from Oregon. But when I, God, I don't know how old I was. It was pre-Walton. It was LaRue Martin. The LaRue Martin years. The, the storied LaRue Martin years. Yes. I remember, what, I've said this before, but I was watching this game. 
my dad, this first game I ever saw, my dad was watching on TV. I don't know how many televised games we had back then, maybe five a year. Um, and there was this just wrecking ball on the court, this guy wreaking havoc. And I was like, oh my God, he's really good. I don't know what words I use because I was probably about four, <laughs> maybe five. Um, and my dad said, you know, it's too bad that he's, this, this is probably the best game he's ever played or will ever play. Uh, and I understand Martin's a great guy, but he didn't pan out the way the Blazers wanted him to as a first round pick. So I, so even though I, I somehow in my brain was knew that the team was not good at that point, my first images were these exciting, thrilling, winning images. And my dad and I would play basketball in the backyard. And, um, and then when we moved to Washington, D.C. a few years later, a year, uh, a year after we moved, I was 10 and the Blazers won the championship. And there's no better time for a kid to have their fandom just, you know, fired in a crucible. <laughs> it's just it's like, that's my team. This, these are my guys. Um, Maurice Lucas, Twardzik, Lloyd Neal, you know. Bill Walton, obviously, uh, Lionel Hollins and Johnny Davis and Corky Calhoun. I remember thinking that was the weirdest, coolest name. Um, <laughs> just all these guys and Dr. Jack. It, it just, it, it, there's, it, nothing could shake it after that. Blazer Mania was, was in my 10-year-old brain and heart. And, um, and then, funnily enough, um, when the, uh, the, the next year, my sort of adopted East Coast team, the Washington Bullets won the championship. And so 11 year old me was thinking, this is, this is great, right? You, you like, you like teams and they win championships. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. <laughs> and then uh, it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a dry spell since. And the only reason the Bullets won, uh, it's actually great. I don't know if you've ever read the Bill Simmons book of basketball. He has the uh, a whole chapter on the all asterisk championship teams mm -hmm. and the, and the 77, 78 um, Elvin Hayes, Bobby Dandridge, Wes Unseld, Phil Chenier, Mitch Kupchak guys um, get an asterisk because of Walton going down. Yes. And I love that I'm not the only one and Blazer fans are not the only ones who remember that. I love that Bill Simmons even uh, remembers that. They were 50 and 10 when he went down. Crazy. I know. Yeah. They were on their way to, uh, to an even better season than, uh, than the yep. championship year. Yep. Uh, now, the uh, you're not exactly living next door, obviously. So is it tough to keep up with the Blazers during, uh, during basketball season? I uh, It was tough to... I, I, so I get league pass, obviously. Um, uh, I say obviously, uh, as every fan should, uh, who doesn't live in their uh, live in the, the city of their, of their youth. Um, so I usually tape games and watch them in the morning and stay off Twitter, um, which is hard. But I but that's how I that's how I generally watch watch. What's hard is when I'm uh, when I'm uh, last the, the playoff run the, uh, the the Western Conference Finals run two years ago. Um, I was doing this play. And of course, during the playoffs, you got to watch them live. I can't, I can't tape them, but the games were all on when I was doing the fucking play. Um, so that was the closest I ever came to hating theater because uh, I love doing the play. I love doing the role, everything about it, except it kept me from watching the damn games. Um, I usually managed to, my wife would tape, even the four overtime games. she happened to check and, and, and was like, Oh God, he's, he didn't tape this for long enough. Uh, and then, oh, and then um, the uh, game seven against the Nuggets was uh, was on a Saturday, I guess, or a Sunday when I had double show, double shows. So 
I was, I, was just, I can't, what am I going to do? And fortunately, I was able to watch the entire second half during my break uh, in a room with no Blazer fans and about 10 Nuggets fans. And we all almost came to blows, but I'm happy to report uh, everything was, was fine. I was civil-ish. Uh, I did lament that, um, why, why is it that no Blazer can even look at Nikola Jokic and, um, uh, without fouling him? Somehow, just breathing on him is a foul. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, and I keep up. I read everything. I read uh, quick. I read, uh, listen to... Um, Casey Holdall, read and follow Twitter, yeah, Twitter, uh, follow his tweet. Oh my God. Follow his Twitter feed. There mm-hmm. you go. I, I speak, I speak lines for a living. Uh, <laughs> Brooke Olsendam, I follow everything she does. Uh, Amara Baptist does such a great job with the, the, the Blazers feed. It's always entertaining. Uh, and I read Blazers edge, like, like a little fanatic. So yeah, the uh, and that, that that run of that play that you were in also prevented you from attending a playoff game, which you had uh, yeah. which you had done the the past uh, past couple of seasons before that. That's right, you remember that, yeah. Yes. Actually, there was one game I went to where I sat with you. You you so graciously uh, allowed me to sit in the booth with you during a game. That was awesome. Yes, that was uh, when we were in New York. Uh, that was that was, that was well, that's right. That wasn't a playoff game. That's right. Yeah, that, that but was... but you could have said, but you but usually you were you were with your dad a lot of times for the games in in Portland. A lot of times, yeah. There was. Uh, uh, we used to go fishing together every year since we're, we live, he's West coast. I'm Brooklyn. Um, one of the ways we try to stick, uh, stay close is to get together. We try to get, get together once a year. We used to go fly fishing. He's a great fly fisherman. Um, but his back has been bothering him in recent years. So we uh, started going to blazer games instead, which is great. And before that I was doing some promos for the team periodically. Um, so I'd be out there and, and, uh, and, uh, and see games. And that was a thrill. That was that was always a thrill just to be part of it, you know, to be part momentarily jobbed in to be a tiny part of the organization for a, for half a day. It was great. That, that was fun. Uh, now, the pace of life in New York is obviously uh, a little bit more frenetic than uh, it is in Oregon. Uh, so uh, have you grown to like it over the years? Yeah, I mean, I so, you know, since 1975, 76, uh, we lived in D.C. So the East Coast vibe, but D.C. is a little sleepy compared to New York. But still, there's that East Coast kind of vibe. Um, we've been in New York now for, my wife and I were just realizing, for 25 years, which is crazy to me. It's the longest I've ever lived anywhere, this particular place. Um, yeah, I love it. I love New York. I don't love the humid summers, but um, but I do. I like everything it has to offer. You get used to the noise. I have earplugs so I can sleep. Um <laughs> It's just, it's a trade-off. You know, I just, I was just visiting my parents for the, and saw my family for the first time, flew in a plane for the first time in almost a year and a half. Um, and I was in central Oregon with them, I flew into Redmond, saw my aunt, cousins, and my parents. And I drove then to Montana where my sister lives now. Um, it's great to get away. I think the key is finding time to get back to Oregon. My wife lives in Los Angeles, get back, get back there, get to, um, get out, get to nature, get to some, a place that has a slightly, slightly uh, slower pace. But, um, you know, my wife's a dancer and a historical marine ecologist and does a lot of work uh, on the urban waterfronts and combines art and science. And this is just, you know, it's a great, this is the the best place right now for the both of us. So what's it been like to be in New York with the uh, renaissance of the Knicks after so many lean seasons? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's been it's been very exciting. I uh, I was a I was a Knicks fan back when um, Pat Ewing was with the team, and that transitioned into the you know the Spreewell, uh, Houston, um, Marcus Camby years when they shockingly made the championship or made the uh, finals. I mean, um, I, yeah, I, I, I grew up watching Pat Ewing at Georgetown when I was in high school, I played high school ball when he was in college. And so, you know, we all pretended to be him. And, uh, so when he came to the Knicks and I was here, it was just, that was exciting. It, it, there's something, there was something slightly painful about being a Knicks fan. You know, they, they kept not quite making it. They couldn't get past, uh, they couldn't get past Jordan and the Bulls. The finger roll, Ewing's finger roll that just um, fell off the rim. You know, it, it reminded me of how the Drexler teams could just couldn't quite, couldn't quite get there. And uh, largely it had to do with, I mean, I think we screwed up the, the, um, the uh, Laker series when, um, you know, when Magic got the, uh, Magic uh, rebounded uh, Terry's miss and threw the ball over his head and it dribbled yep. in, uh, down the court. That that we should have won and we would have definitely won in the next round at that point. Um, but you just couldn't get past the Jordan. And um, so it, these Knicks teams, those Knicks teams that I was a fan of were not too long after the Blazer teams. And so I, I felt there was a kindred spirit in a way. Is there one uh, Blazers team that you're, most fond of over the years? Oh, it every year, every year. That's my favorite. You know, mm. um, it depends. It, well, it depends. Recently it's been that, uh, because this particular incarnation, um, uh, and even from the, I'd say the, the, the final two Aldridge years, uh, or maybe final three, um, I guess it's just ever since Lillard came on board, uh, every team has had something exciting to root for. Uh, every team has had good guys. Every team has had an interesting story, something compelling, almost like clockwork. They have this insane late season run. That's exciting. Um, as much as I want to be a front runner and dominate the league. And I hope to God that I see that at some point in my, my life, the Blazers do that at some point in my life. Uh, it's always exciting to root for the underdog and we're, we've often been in that position with really good players, good guys, fascinating players. Y you can't not love everything that Lillard does. You know, he's just, he's just so compelling. I love the, uh, couple of those R uh, Brandon Roy uh, teams. I, I, I don't even like to bring up the, the Aldridge Roy Odin triumvirate that never was, mm -hmm. um, that's painful. Uh, I suppose I'd have to say the championship team would be my favorite overall. I, cause I still remember it. Um, and it was, it changed everything. I think it changed everything for sports in Portland and maybe even the Northwest. It changed, um, people's perception of Portland. It, um, and it, this, this little kid, um, became a fan for life. Um, but I just, I just, I have a hard time not loving every year's blazer team. What and I love this. I, I love this this incarnation. I think that it, we, I'm hoping, and I'm knocking wood as I'm saying this, but I'm hoping that the way we're playing now is the way we would have played from the beginning, with a little more time in between seasons, a little more time to gel, because I think that was our problem at the beginning, and getting Nurkic back and and healthy, um, 
and and up to full speed because he came admittedly he came in out of shape not losing cj but getting these guys like covington and which was a great move uh getting power was a great move as much as i love gary um this looks like a really savvy move with a little bit more time to gel i think that um we would have easily been um two three four seed where does damian rank among uh, your all-time favorite blazers i mean he's He's top three, uh, and uh, it depends daily <laughs> whether it's Walton Drexler or Lillard for me. Um, I, 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 think, I think I'd have to go with Lillard. Um, it's, I think I have to go with Lillard. Uh, it's just, you know, you, you, the, that question you asked is different than one I usually get asked, which is, who's the greatest blazer? Um, and I, and in that it's hard to decide, but I always go with Walton because of the championship and the yeah. MVP. I think most people do that. That are longtime fans, either Walton or Drexler, but yeah. uh, Damien catching up fast. Yeah. Say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? It, th- th- this is interesting. My favorite blazer of all time, actually. So I was hedging because I was sort of going halfway between favorite blazer. Um, I'm going to list five. I think Lillard, Maurice Lucas, Terry Porter. Um, and Jerome Kersey and Bill Walton. Those are my favorites. It's a pretty good team. Yeah. Pretty good team. We talked to Gary Eggers recently, by the way, and he said uh, the book that he wrote on uh, Kersey will be out in August. Oh, so, that's uh, fantastic. I didn't yeah. know there was one in the yes, office. He, uh, he, uh, he, he actually uh, did a lot of research and a lot of work in his eighth book. He's done so many really good, really good ones and ones yeah. uh, on the Blazers in the past. So, so uh, it's, uh, it's, he said it was a very interesting project and when he, he got done two months early. So he said he was really excited about the result. He thinks it's going to be one that people like. So I'm sure that's great. I'm sure you'll be, I'm sure you'll be getting a copy. Um, I would love that. Yeah. I, there's some, uh, there's some great, um, some great books coming out by, uh, by, uh, uh, at least tangentially blazer connected writers. Um, uh, ben Golliver wrote a book. Remember yes, him from Blazers Edge? Sure, absolutely. Back in before he went off to um, uh, ESPN and then the Post, I believe. Uh, but Bubble Ball, and I've skimmed through the beginning of it so far. I'm going to go back and read it more thoroughly. It's really good. Yeah, I have one coming out too, but I'll be sending. So, what? So yeah. What? Serious? It's called "It's a Great Day," uh, and it's about uh, it's about a lot of my. I really wanted to write a book about uh, you know covering an NBA team and so forth. Uh, the Blazers were a little hesitant to uh, allow me to do so. So I had to kind of uh, change course somewhat. So it's about uh, it's a little more personal book about kind of overcoming personal and professional challenges to uh, create a dream career. And uh, so it, it, it doesn't have as much on my 21 years with the Blazers as I would have liked, but it does have um, some, some key chapters like uh, first year replacing Sean's uh, yeah. get it, getting uh, offered the Blazers job without, formally interviewing for it how, how unusual that was uh but a lot of the family circumstances that uh i know you're aware of to to, to some degree yeah. and so forth and then uh and then coming in second four times for nba full-time play-by-play jobs before i got the blazers job so uh so a lot of a uh, lot of interesting things hopefully you know i i've, I've said that i think uh that uh, the book will sell between one and a million copies i don't know i've <laughs> never written one before i have no idea 
how many to predict, but uh, uh, hopefully it'll be closer to the latter. But uh, but I will well, you, you got you, a copy. you definitely have your one. I'm signing up right now. I'll buy. I'll buy. Oh your no, wait, wait, wait. I've told I've told the people I like. I'll, I'll give them one if they want. If they feel they like it enough, they can buy another one. But uh, but uh, you you will get a you will get a, a a a complimentary copy. So I will make sure you get one. But uh, well, thank you. But hey, speaking of, I just want to say one of the, it was. I was about to say one of the earliest memories of, I have of you as a broadcaster, but it's not. This was long after I'd been listening to you for a long time. But one of the coolest memories was, um, I think it was a number of years ago now. It might have even been 10 years ago now. But um, you guys, I believe, were, it, was, it was an exhibition game. Uh, I think it was played in Memorial Coliseum. But what I do know is that Sean's, you guys let Sean's do the first half of the game. And then you came on to say Sean's that was great and you were going to then take over um and you said to Sean's uh you know what you're doing so well why don't you just call the whole game and this was actually there was a video of this too or they were you know they were showing this and the look on his face like it was such a lovely gesture and you guys are two of the best who's ever who have ever done it and uh, very different styles and everything but two of the very best and it was just a lovely gracious gesture on your part. And, uh, I don't think we've ever talked about that, but I just, it just reminded me. And, uh, no, that was, uh, that was the, that was the 40th anniversary season. Uh, I'm sorry. We just had a 40th. That was, uh, it would have been the, uh, we had the 50th just now. So it was, sorry, so so it was, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was 40th anniversary. And so they wanted to have some, uh, celebrate each decade of the team. And so that, that decision was made. Let's go back to the Coliseum. Let's strip everything down. We're not going to have fancy, uh, uh, acoustics and, uh, fancy uh videos and everything we're just going to do it the way it was done back in the 70s and so uh they they thought you know having sean's be a big part of it would would only be natural so they talked to me about what i was comfortable with i said whatever you know whatever you guys want to do so the deal was actually i did the first half he, he was going to do the third quarter and then he was getting ready okay. to leave i i knew i was going to do it all, all along funny. uh and i knew that he was expecting he was done and then uh and i said and i told him when we got to the uh, commercial break in between quarters, he was starting to take his headset off. And I said, Hey, Sean, keep your headset on. I just want to say something that I'd like you to hear when, when we come back. And he said, okay. And then, and then, yeah, I, I said, I said, I said, Sean, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that in basketball, you keep feeding a hot shooter. I said, you're hot right now. I said, keep going. That's right. And and, and, right. He, and he said, he said, and yeah, he was very, very startled by it. And then said, okay, yeah. that, you know, I'm happy to happy to do that. So yeah, it was, um, that's right. He didn't do the first half. That's right. He did this third quarter and then you, you're like, play out, do it. Yeah, to the did, end. Did the it game. was always it was it was, it was uh, I mean it was it was, it was the least I could do I mean uh, considering that uh, he he was the voice of the Blazers he was uh, you know the, the ambassador for for the team for so many years and uh, and continued to to this day still is such a an integral part of uh, people's uh, memories both uh, both past and present so um, it was uh, it was an easy thing to do and and I was happy to make make happy to make him happy so that was that was a that was a, that was a fun night I do remember that as one of the best best nights that uh, I had with yeah. the team. Now, uh, tell me, as we get back to the present, to tell me about your feelings about this playoff series upcoming with Denver. I feel hopeful. I feel really good about it. I mean, the, the Blazers are, and again, I'm knocking wood. Um, look, they're a great team, and I don't think that the, that last game of the season is indicative of how the um, <laughs> how this series will go. They're, they're a much tougher team than that. I don't think they were giving it away, uh, but they certainly weren't going at it as hard and, uh, and, and well, the Nuggets, that is. Um, as they can and will that said um, we're playing our best ball this season um, overall some of the best ball I've seen in quite a long time 
um, proving, actually, they're proving that they can play effective defense. Maybe not brilliant defense, but they can play effective defense. Um, and uh, one of the things I'm most excited, two things I'm most excited about are that. That's three. Okay, three. Uh, I love this three-guard lineup. Uh, I love that Powell, he can hit the three, but one of the things he brings to the team, to this, these guards, is just a the, just this raw power that uh, complements Damon CJ so well. Um, and it's something we haven't really seen a lot of uh, from, um, from uh, uh, Blazer guards in a while. Um, I, and I'm excited to, uh, what was the other? Oh, and I'm just excited to see, uh, ever since we got cancer the first time, the whole point, the whole thing that made it, that was so exciting to me was that we were effectively going to be able to play the same style of ball all game because they're not the same player, but Cantor, what Cantor does mirrors what, uh, what Nurkic does enough that they don't have to completely change uh, style on offense when, when the, and they can always have one of these guys who can do this great thing, rebound scoring in, in the paint and pass. Um, Nurk's obviously a much better defender. So that, that, you know, things that's different. But so I'm really I've been I've, I've been thrilled to see how that's been working. And I'm thrilled to see how that works in the playoffs against uh, the monster that is Joe Jokic. Um, so now, if I recall correctly, your uh, billions caps made Dan Soder uh, raised in Colorado. Big Nuggets mm-hmm. fan. Uh, you mm-hmm. got some bragging rights uh, from him when the Blazers beat the Nuggets in the playoffs two years ago. Uh, yeah. You guys have anything riding on uh, on this particular series? Every game uh, started uh, when uh, so five years ago when when Soder and I first met each other on set and the Nuggets and the Blazers were playing. Um, we have a we have uh, an ongoing bet, and um, this may shock you, uh, but it is one dollar. One dollar. How'd you yeah. guys arrive at that? <laughs> I don't know. It was like whatever we had in our pockets at the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, it's just, it goes back and forth too. Um, I, I kept running into him, um, uh, at, uh, when we were doing, when we were looping, we we're doing ADR for the show, um, vo- voicing some stuff at the sound studio. And, uh, uh, we have some great pictures along the way of us, you know, one pouting is handing the other uh, a dollar. And, and, um, we, uh, we have some great photographs of when we were training for the boxing, uh, the boxing episode, the, the epic colossal yes, um, fiasco, epic. Of a, <laughs> fiasco of a boxing match um, where he's got his Nuggets shirt on and I got my Blazers shirt on. And, um, and uh, so I'm going to have to post, I'm going to have to post some of that shit too. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's fun. He's, he's a great guy. Um, he can trash talk, but he's also, uh, uh, he's also uh, not, uh, uh, not a dick about it. Which I guess, you know, he hasn't had many opportunities to be a dick about it because we beat them last time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So there we go. Uh, so maybe I, I hope, that, I hope that continues. I hope that continues. I do too. All right. So give me your prediction, Blazers, in how many games to win the series? I think Blazers in seven. Seven. So seven again. Winning, I think winning it's game going seven, seven in Denver. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. All right. Well, I think that would be that would be an entertaining series. And I think uh, yeah. we would take that result. Do you uh, do you have a prediction? Uh, I think Blazers in six. I'm going to nice. say they, they win that at Modison. I almost said six for that reason, but I just, uh, so I'm going to amend. I'm going six. Blazers okay. in six. Right. Hey, so long as, as, long as they get to four. I'm not a leader. I'm not as long as they get to four before, before, before the other guys. That's, 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 that's right. all that yeah. counts. 
All right. So lastly, your legions of fans, understandably excited about uh, the episodes of billions uh, coming soon that we talked about, but uh, are you working on any other projects that we should know about that we can look forward to seeing you in? There are two movies that'll be coming out soon that I'm in. I have small parts in, but they were fun. One is called false positive Atlanta Glazer um, vehicle. Um, and uh, the other is called the good house with um, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Kevin Klein. And I spent uh, a number of days up in um, Nova Scotia about a year and a half ago uh, filming this. And so I'm, I'm psyched to, to see it hopefully coming out soon. Good. And then I, check out the dominant ones. Check out our podcast. It's a video podcast. I will. It's I on will. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to get back into a, a theater to eat some popcorn yeah. and watch a movie again. That would, that would be yeah. fun. There's a few select theaters open in the Portland area, but uh, I haven't ventured out yet. Uh, I kind of waiting to talk to somebody who's gone to see what, what it's like, but uh, yeah. I'm sure it's still kind of a unique experience, but, but very much looking forward to billions. You guys were, were really uh, on the cusp of a great season when kind of everything was uh, was was pulled but uh, but but i think um i think we have some some storylines that uh, will be interesting to see as they are picked up where they go and so yeah i'm uh, kind of curious to see as always what uh, what happens very well written show and well acted and so it's a great great thing i'm so happy you're part of it but uh, but Thanks, i was happy brother. to happy that you're part of this today that was very kind of you to to join us and uh, and i hope that uh, we have some good things to reflect back on when this uh, postseason run is over and hopefully it'll be a lengthy one before it's all said and done Let's hope. Yeah, no, I, I am. Um, I'm very excited as well. And and thank you for, for having me on. It's always great to chat, my friend. And tell us, uh, tell everybody also how they can uh, catch you up on uh, Twitter uh, and, and Instagram if you're on Instagram, too. I know you're on Twitter, though. Yeah, same handle for both. It's Kelly O'Coin, A-U-C-O-I-N 77 for the year the Blazers won the championship. Uh, that, that's only appropriate. Only appropriate. All right. The great and uh, multi-talented, lovely and talented. Kelly O'Coin joining us here on this edition of the Believe in Blazers podcast. Uh, we'll come at you with another edition on Friday as we get you fully ready for the start of the Blazers Nugget Series, which will begin on Saturday. Time still to be announced as we uh, record this particular podcast. But on Saturday, that'll be game one. Of course, the first two games in Denver, games three and four back at Moda Center, a best of seven in the opening round between the Blazers and Nuggets should be entertaining. And we'll get you fully ready with our next uh, podcast on friday our believe in blazers podcast brought to you in part by bet online i'm brian wheeler have a terrific rest of this wednesday we'll talk to you again on friday so long everybody thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube